Oh man, that beat never gets old. What's going on, people? You are currently listening to He Said What Radio. This is your host. I am RG from Simply Sports, and this is part two of Misconceptions of Black and White Women, part two, like I said before. We got a little bit of housekeeping. Um, make sure if you are listening, you got to follow. I got I to ask you a question, or I need you to do something for me. I need you to follow the network, which is um, He Said What Network. You can follow on our website, www.hesaidnetwork.com. You can follow it on Instagram under He Said What. We also have it on Instagram. So anywhere you type in He Said What, you will find the network. But also, because you're awesome people and you're listening right now, you also have to follow our guests as well. And if you're not too busy, you can follow me too. I am at Instagram under rgames.i. But most importantly, follow our guests and follow the network. I'll catch you on the back side. Because I, I subscribe to all those guys, so you should too. So, hope everybody's doing well out there today. Um, I put a light note on the serious subjects that we will be talking about today. Our first two people will be Davis and Simply Bree, and they will be tackling the serious subject of are black men afraid of committing? How we will do this, I will ask each of these lovely people a question, and they will decide who goes first because they have no idea what question I'm going to ask them. So, who first? <laughs> um, I am. This is <laughs> This is simply great, Archie. How are you doing this season? I am wonderful. I am not rushed at all. I feel just as cool as the other side of the pillow, my dear. <laughs> oh, I love cold pillows. That's right. Ooh, man. All right, leader and and goddess of all things radio that I love. Okay. I should throw you a softball. Yeah, I think uh, I will. So, let's okay. talk about the top, topic of black men are afraid of committing. Do you feel okay. like there's any truth to this scenario? I don't. I don't think that there's any truth to um, that that whole assumption. Um, and the reason why I say I do not believe that it's any truth to it is because I think that it's not a fear of committing. I think that it's mm. more a fear of locking down to the wrong person. Um, because right. as a woman, I feel like men, you know, it's, easier for women to get hurt and move on, but for men, for you to put down that guard with the woman and get hurt, and then you got to do it again? Nah. So I think that for men, um, they're not afraid to commit. I just feel like they are extra cautious, and sometimes that caution can take forever to get over. Well, being a guy, our, our sadness hits different. We'll tell you we're cool, we're cool, and then we'll walk out in front of the bus. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we won't tell you what's that. We'll just do something sad like sad and Jason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, see, I, you know what? Since you are such a willing participant in said um, social experiment, um, if this scenario is not true, 
why do you feel like we need to discuss it? Because I'm not here to talk about things that don't mean nothing to me. So why do you feel like we need to discuss it if it's not true? Um, we need to discuss it because the thing is, if we sit here and we paint the picture that mm-hmm. black men are afraid of committing, then it's already a dark cloud over them. Um, I think that we need to put forth a better understanding of where this derives from and dispel the the whole stereotype that, that is, that's not applicable to black men. Um, because if someone tells you that stove is hot, you know, some people will take the worst from you, like, okay, it's hot, I'm not going to touch it. And some people are going to want to touch it themselves. So I feel like we need more people that want to see for themselves instead of going based off of what someone else may have told them. Now, low-key, I've heard this scenario before. I don't subscribe to it. Now, a lot of people have said, like, because of what happened back in slavery times, where men were plucked from their families, they still have this level non-committal spirit about them. I don't buy into it per se, but I'm not going to totally dismiss it because for now I'm not a sociologist. So uh-huh. do you think some of the things from our past still affect us in that way? Um, of course. I think some of the things from anybody's past is going to carry over. Um, it's a matter mm-hmm. of, you know, what are they doing to, to heal from it? And in order to heal from it, you got to first acknowledge that it exists. So by having these conversations and putting it out there into the forefront, that's the beginning um, of the healing process. Okay. So now we're about to take two pace out of two. I'm going to ask you this question. You can answer if you want to, but this is this is a committal question. So if you're going to answer it, you got to own it. Uh-huh. Okay. Ready? Hold I'm my beer moment. Hold your beer. Who created this scenario and why? <laughs> you can you can duck out. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a pass. You black been, women. Been a victim. I'm gonna say black women. I am Ooh. going to say. Hey, call a spade a spade. I'm gonna say <laughs> a, a broken-hearted, angry, upset because she missed all the signs. Black woman. Like. By the way, I'm gonna say you can put your ad right here. Go to infoassemblybree.com. We can get you hooked up. We have really good plans. You can make sure you get your marketing on. Just so I'm you know. Just, no, no, and honestly, like, I'm just saying, like, I honestly feel we are sometimes the root to our own evil. Like, Ooh, if, okay. if we choose to ignore signs and still deal with someone, and if he's telling you, hey, I'm not interested in marriage. Hey, I don't want to, you know, commit myself to something that I know I cannot provide right now. We're like, what's your thing? Give him some time, you know. Oh, so we're on that come around policy? Oh, he'll be all right. He'll come around. Exactly. And then he's showing you the time. He's trying to date multiple women. Meanwhile, we're putting him um, on this platform where it's like, no, you can't date multiple women. No, you have to commit yourself to only me. And when she, when, when reality hits and she realizes, oh, shit, okay, well, he, he really is not trying to get married. I've been talking to him for five years, and he has yet to propose to me. Then she's upset. Wow. Then in wow. her eyes, he's afraid of commitment. He don't want to commit to her. So 
you get those situations one too many times and you have a bunch of those type of chicks inside of here while I'm talking and next thing you know, we're all in agreement that well, black men are just afraid to commit. They'll commit to every other race, but they won't commit to another black woman. I mean, I'm just saying. Hair's out in the building, buddy. I like that. I'm just saying. I mean, some people are not going to agree with me because we can always sit here and point our finger at another race and say they're to blame. But if we're sitting here Mm -hmm. and we're living proof and we're showing it, then, I mean, how wrong, you know, how wrong can they really be? So okay, so I'm gonna hit you. No, no, you 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 run the game. I'm not even mad at you. You know, I will say this: you should make a show about relationship between women and men. Hmm, I think you should. And call it. He said what? You know what? That is a great idea. And if I was you, I would put it on Tuesday around eight o'clock. You know, make about an hour and a half. You know, have guests and stuff. You know, I would do that if I was you. Just saying. Mm, yeah. You know what? You'd be really good at it. And you should host it, too. Oh, you should host I it. I think that's I a know. really good idea. That's, so can I turn the tables back on you and ask you? Absolutely, ma'am. Okay. I am all, so, I'm an open book. Okay, awesome. So because this whole this whole theory that black men are afraid of commitment um, is out there, what is it that um black men can do to dispel that what can they do to show that that's not actually the case i don't honestly know because mm-hmm. judgment is in the eye of the beholder because mm-hmm. you get a dude i'm just using dude so get me wrong it happens all across the board mm-hmm. you get a dude he'll date a girl he'll take the mom out he'll take care of the kids he'll babysit and she's dating little ones why he take care of kids? And oh, but he won't commit to me. Uh, no, because you're dating someone else. Why you're dating him? You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was one of those things where I don't know how you prove it. I just think we should all take it upon ourselves as individuals to whatever we're engaging in, be truthful and honest, and we go from right. there. Because there's no across the board like fix it situation for the whole thing. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes plenty of sense. So you know what? I think we should we should ask um, my my partner here, uh, who's going to be answering the questions with me, Davis, what he thinks about it. Man, Bree been hogging up all the questions, Tommy. I'm she been hogging up all the questions, man. I tried, man. I tried. I tried. Oh my god. Hey, hey what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Davis Chris. Um, in terms of uh the whole the whole commitment thing and how can we reverse that? Just as black man, I think we have to. You know, take our time and try to analyze situations and try to make, you know, the best informed decisions as we can, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships. I think that's something that, you know, is worth taking a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like you alluded to earlier, set your intentions up front. You know, if that's not what you're interested in, go ahead and get that out there in the open from jump. Don't leave people on. Don't, you know, don't have mm-hmm. people wondering and guessing, but just state your intentions up front. And if you do want to commit, I think, I think, it, I think there's, you can commit to someone in stages. You know, I think it starts with, like, trust, you know what I mean, just in, on small levels and then building up from, from there, you know. And I remember you guys mentioned earlier about um, you don't want to make the wrong choice because I'm myself divorced. So I'm mm-hmm. victim of, you know, rushing into some, committing to someone and rushing into something too quickly. And then, you mm-hmm. know, I messed up on the end and, you know, I, you know, it was, a, it was a big mess and I made a big mistake. So, therefore, commitment to me is something that 
you know, you kind of have to kind of ease your way into, if that makes any sense. I, mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. I got a question for you directly, my bro. All right. This is one of those meta, you know, put your worldly hat on. If all things were equal, do you think men of other races would feel the same way about the situation? Or men or women would feel the same way about the situation about being noncommittal? So, you know, uh, men across the board are noncommittal, pretty much. Uh, I, I'm, um, I'm, hmm, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know what you guys said about slavery and how that kind of impacts and changes things, but I would say this. I think the whole mm-hmm. noncommittal thing for males is kind of exacerbated by instant gratification in the 21st mm. century. Like, we can press a button to have anything we want. So, I mean, even though we shouldn't treat relationships and people the same, but we do. If old girl's acting right. up, cool, I'll block you, delete you, get rid of you, go on IG, I'll find something in 20 minutes. Or respond to a DM from somebody that's already sent me something. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I don't agree with it. You know, I wish things weren't this way. Because I believe in commitment. Because commitment is something that, you know, has helped me, has benefited me in my life. Just, you know, having discipline and staying committed and just staying focused on the right thing. So I believe in commitment. Um, and as far, just to answer your question specifically, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ramble. Um, no, you good, brother. You good. I think, I think, I think, think man, oh, man, I don't know. A certain type of man. It depends. And I think it gets kind of deep. It talks about, like, social status and just income. I think those are varying factors that, you know, kind of can dictate someone's ability to commit or not commit or if you want to or not. I mean, obviously, we see it all the time. We see people that, you know, millionaires and celebrities, they've been married three and four times because they can snap their fingers and have something else, you know. So it's like I kind of think those are factors that weigh into men being, you know, committed or not committed. You know, and there again, I don't agree. I feel like, because my parents have been married 35 years, and it's the most beautiful thing, you know, I've been able to witness, and I'm blessed and fortunate because of it. But I, I think, um, you know, those are just things that we just have to work on. Just, you know, I think all of us, every, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to work right, on uh, right on. Staying focused and staying down. Right on. Mr. Davis with the put-back dunk. Ah! I know. <laughs> Even though uh, Bree tried to hog on your questions, right? We, you still hold the hell us down, so you still hold us down. So, can we uh, look forward to seeing you next month? Yeah. Sweet, yeah. sweet, 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 sweet. Even though I'm not the booker, I'm just, you know, stepping out of my realm, you know. But you speak, yeah. you speak I love to, I love to talk I about like these issues. Like you. Yeah, I love to talk about these issues. They're important. Things like commitment matter because family matters. You know, I sat at the table and had family dinner until I was 17. So, oh. I believe you. Yeah. All right, bro. So do me one favor. Tell people who you are and how they can reach you. What's going on, everybody? My name is Davis Chris, and you can find me on Instagram at I am Davis Chris or my website, dfdmusic.com. Once again, I'm Davis Chris. All, All right. Right on. Yeah. My name simply is agree, the place to be. Please tell us how we can always find you. Uh, yes, so you guys can find me on Instagram um, at underscore simply Bree underscore, and that's S I M as in Michael, Paul, L E E, and then Bree, B R E E dot com. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, but that's yeah. I appreciate like like David said. I appreciate this this discussion because 
it was something that needed to be addressed um, instead of us sitting around holding grudges for some type of way about whoever and whatever because we don't understand them. We have these conversations, and that way we know how to deal with, um, you know, our counterparts. So I appreciate you bringing us to the forefront, sir, and I look forward to listening to all the other questions. All right. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. So with that being said, Bree, with the assist, with the after the putback dunk, let us move on to the new topic. We have two new um, intellectuals um, joining the fray here. And right. someone just totally texted me at the... Uh, okay. So... All right. So next up, we have Miss D and Steve. How is everyone today? Doing fine. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, good, good, good. Um, Miss D, are we here? All right. All right. Let's see here. All right. We'll, we'll just get the party started. I'm sure she'll um she'll jump in. Shortly after it. All right. So, next question I have for you guys is, are black men intimidated by women of class? (laughs) That is the subject. I heard someone sniggle. That must be Miss B. All right. It is. Hey, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Seems like me and Ms. D, we end up in the same social places a lot lately in the digital space, so everything's well. Okay. Well, that's a so, good thing. I I enjoy it. Right on, right on. Okay, so who would like to take the first question? Ladies first. All right. All right. So, is there any truth to this scenario? Um, I'm not going to say that, that – men are necessarily intimidated by women of class. Um, What I will say is kind of similar to the last subject. We kind of mentioned Uh that uh, situations have gone wrong, and so therefore we make these, you know, assumptions out of, you know, just our past situations. I have found that a lot of us have a tendency to, uh, so to speak, date down. So if you're dating down, then of course the man that is, not ready for a woman like you, is going to be intimidated by what you bring to the table. Um, Mm. A lot of us are actually intimidated by men of class, therefore we date down over a guy who we know um, we can, you know, what we think be an asset to, when in all actuality that person gets on our nerves, that that guy is, you know, less than what we need them to be, and then we're frustrated with the situation. And so then we say, okay, well, you know, the black men are intimidated by women of class. It's just you weren't dating in your in your class range to begin with. So that's more so the issue. Got it. So in other words, it's more instead of actually dating the caliber of person you need, it's more of a hindrance instead of actually dating exactly. or marrying the way you're supposed to. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Mr. Steve, any uh, reply to said comment? 
because that is a yeah. spicy topic. I, like I, I would yeah, I would I would add to that. Um, first of all, we're talking about men. Men are not intimidated by nature. Uh, men are right. not, you know, I make the distinction between men and boys, right? Uh, black boys may be intimidated by women of class, but black men will never be uh, because we understand that class is not an indicator of our manhood. Now, of course, you know, we have societal norms that tell us that, you know, we have to make a certain amount of money to be a man or to take care of our families, et cetera, but we understand as men that there's more to the story than just that. Um, of course, uh, being able to provide, being the, being the hunters that we are, of course, is a big part of it. But as long as you you know who you are and you know that you're you're climbing that ladder to get there, we're not intimidated by people who've already been there because we understand that those are people who can help us get there, be they men or women. Wow. Uh, and so men are never intimidated by that. They see opportunity instead of intimidation. Oh, wow. Well, well played, well played. And I think that's important to make a distinction on the type of person we're speaking about. That is huge because a lot of times I feel like we put a blank label on everything and everything is just one thing and there's no nuance to it. So thank you for expanding on that. That's pretty awesome. All right. So let's get to the meat and potatoes. All right. If this scenario is not true, why do we feel the need to discuss it? And if you guys want to, you guys can both tackle this topic because I think that's going to be an underlying question in all of the questions while we're talking about it. So I would like to start with Steve this time. If it's not true, sure. why do we still need to talk about it? Well, because, number one, um, the fact of the matter is, is that there, there are people out there who believe that. Um, and, unfortunately, there are people out there who believe that who have influence over others. Um, right. And as, as men – um, particularly as black men, we have enough on our plates that we have to deal with in this world day by day to have to, be, to, have to deal with um, stress from the inside of our family and, and, our, and our community relationships. Um, so we have to squash that crap right from jump and let people know that, that um, we're out here. Um, there's more men out there with, with, uh, with great jobs who are entrepreneurs. There are more men out here who are educated than being let on. Um, yes, there are men in the pipeline of of uh, a prison, uh, but there's a lot more men out there who are who are doing their thing. Entrepreneurs who who have again who have education, who have ambition, who are making money. There's more men out there doing those things um, than than we're given credit for. And you know, there's not enough time to go into the whole agenda of as, as why that is true. Um, so in order to squash that and make sure that men, black men in particular, are respected by their community and particularly by their women, we have to squash that nonsense mm-hmm. before it even gets out there. Well played. Well played. How about you, Dee? So I, I wholeheartedly agree with Steve. Like, we have to have these conversations because, one, we do need to um, reiterate the fact that there are not that – the only options that you have to choose from are not somebody who has no car, no job, and lives at their mama house. You have other options for that, but we have to. We don't. We don't put enough emphasis on those who are actually on your level. Um, I know that black women, for sure, are always taught. You know, there's no perfect man. You got to work with him, and you know things like that. And then you're frustrated when you get a man who is not on your level who is not, like, the last question, ready to commit. You're frustrated when he's not, uh, you know, 
receiving you in the way that you want, but it's because you literally chose to deal with someone who was less than because you didn't have enough faith to wait for someone who was more of what you want and was more on your level. So I do agree wholeheartedly. Mm, very good, very good. Yeah, man, I'm so glad I hosted this show. I haven't talked Bri into it, by the way. But, no, that's a great answer. I'm glad that we're able to discuss these things. All right, so the next question that I have for both of you guys to answer, because we're running pretty good, is who created this scenario and why would they create such a scenario? <laughs> well, you know, you know, outside of outside of outside of doing you know direct research on this, we have to go anecdotally here. I know I will, and I'm going to have to agree with Bree's earlier comments here. Uh, anecdotally, just what I've seen out there, a lot of the stories about black men being intimidated by women of class are perpetrated by women, by black women, because of the negative experiences that they've had with black men, for, which. Um, the ladies here and, and the other guests up here have already talked about why that happens. They get they get frustrated because they're going they're, they keep trying to find these black boys out here, and they get frustrated by these black boys, and then they start and then when they're dealing with real men, they don't know how to deal with them, um, and they get frustrated by that when they actually come across real black men out here who are doing real black men things. Um, and mm. so what winds up happening, and see, we, we don't have enough time, but there's, there's these women are those girlfriends. <laughs> these women are those girlfriends who don't have a husband, who don't have a man, but might have three or four kids by four or five, by three or four other men uh, who are giving advice to these other women out here who are saying, yeah, these black men out here, they're intimidated, they ain't about nothing. Um, and meanwhile, they haven't checked their own stuff about why they were going with these boys in the first place. Um, and again, this is anecdotal. This isn't me doing research. This is just what I've seen. Um, and you know, you, you B may have some some other uh, perspective on that. So I think you're gonna be on next month's show because <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> I'll and throw that to you, D. You go ahead. You, you go ahead and take that one, D. Run with it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna agree again. Like it's usually us. Um who are frustrated with these men and so we're having these discussions and then these you know thoughts get you know pushed around and I all I will also say we're not taught how to deal with these situations either very well it wasn't until you know fairly recently where I learned you know what if you break up with someone ask them you know what could I have done better and ask them you know, what the issue was, and then take that information and then move forward. No one taught me that until I got older, right? But by the mm. time that I, you know, am 30, I've already had 10 years maybe of, you know, bad experiences and conversations, and now you're just pushing that narrative along. So I am going to say it's, it's probably us. Um, I will take the, I'll, I'll, we'll take the blame for that one because, I don't really hear guys having these conversations. I don't know if they need to or not, but you know, I don't. I don't hear them doing it. I hear us. And well, I and I can, I if I can thing? add, if I can Sorry. just add one thing too. One thing yeah. I will say: I have never heard a black male friend of mine say I've been I'm intimidated. I've never I've never heard it. I'll just throw that out there. I've never seen it. And I, I don't guess say, a, I'm not that involved. <laughs> I don't no, think I'm, saying, I'm not say I'm, I'm intimidated by something. 
would they? Well, yeah. You know yes, I, I know people who, who do get intimidated, who are shy, yeah. who are intimidated by other people. They readily admit it. Um, and in fact, those are the folks. Those are the folks that I have a lot of respect for because um, when they readily admit it, that means that they're open to change and they're open to grow. Um, now, again, if you're dealing with somebody who's intimidated by black women because of their class, um, you're not dealing with a black man. You're dealing with a black boy who's who's used to doing things that he wants to do instead of doing the things that he has to do. That's a whole different type of person you're dealing with in the first place. Like I said, I don't know these guys. Like, I, I knew them when I was a teenager. I don't know them as a man. So the men that I know, they would never say that. They're not intimidated by, by women. And, they would, and if they did, that'd be the first thing they'd say because they'd be looking for growth opportunities because that's what men do. No doubt. Wow, yeah, okay. we definitely got to come back on that one, man, because you guys are bringing the fire um, to the management. Make sure you guys get them on the show because they, they need more time to talk. This, this 15 minutes ain't enough for these people. <laughs> it ain't enough. Okay, <laughs> so we are in the wind-up, the wrap-up section of this little segment. Um, starting with ladies first, Miss D, tell the people how they can reach you. Oh, um, I am Darshani Creative on Instagram. That's D-A-R-S-H-A-N-I Creative on Instagram. Um, and you can also find me at the same on Facebook, Darshani Creative, or Facebook.com slash Darshani Creative. And take it from a person who's done business with her. Um, she really knows what she's talking about. I have seen instant growth in my website, just taking on a few th- little things and changes. So it works, folks. Get with her. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pitch the business. I was like, is that appropriate right now? I, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yep, just go to her. Go to her site and she'll, she'll hook you up. All right. Uh-huh. Mr. Uh, it's your arm, Mr. Scott. Steve, yes, sir. Yeah, so um, I am Steve Burlack. I'm an author, thought leader. You can reach me on IG at S Burlack, S is in Steve, Burlack, B-E-R-L-A-C-K. You can reach me on Twitter at S Burlack. You can reach me on Facebook Burlack, or you can reach me on my website, steveburlack.com. Right on, right on. Thank you, sir and ma'am. It has been a pleasure. And powers that be, get these guys a show. We need more of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, let's do a bit of housekeeping. For all you guys listening in, your time to shine is towards the end of the show. We will open up the phone lines so you guys can ask questions, add statements, and give feedback. So don't worry. Just stay tuned. At the end of the show, we're going to... Open the lineup and get your pens and paper ready. I'm about to give you the number. At the end of the show, you're going to dial 515-602-9647 and press 1. And I'm going to do it one more time, one more time, for the people who got hard of hearing, 515-602-9647. Press number 1 if you want to talk to us, and we definitely want to hear from you. All right. Moving on, we're cooking tonight, baby. Let's get to our next panel. Uh oh, somebody's ready. I hear somebody's background already. Oh man, <laughs> I believe we have 
Mike and Angela. Yes, what's yes. up? What's, what's up? Going what's on, up? Good people? <laughs> not much, not much. Mike, you sound so like this you... guy that works on Simply Sports. Right? Would you be that uh, guy? You already know, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Every Monday, 8, 8 p.m. <laughs> Monday, catch us. Yes, that is our shameless plug. Forgive me. <laughs> that is I'll go more in detail plug. after. Right, right, right. And Miss Angela, how are you doing this fine evening? I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have been um following your Instagram. It's really inspiring, man. You got a lot of games you spit now. I thank you because I've been um learning some stuff. Thank you. So, I do appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I let's agree. Get in, let's get into it. All right. Mike, this is specially created for you since you are the sports fanatic of our oh, show. Oh, Lord. All right. Yes. All right, go ahead and hold your beer because you're going to have to get money. All right. The topic is, mm-hmm. are blacks superior via genetics to being athletes? Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so you – all right. I'm gonna that's, say, that's the topic. Okay, the topic. this is great. So, this is great. All right. This is great. So, your question, sir, is there any mm-hmm. truth to this scenario? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm going to preface this by saying this. Like, everything that we put our mm-hmm. mind to, man, we are so great at, not just sports, though, but, you know, just our creativity, the, thing, the way we maneuver. Everybody has so many cultures and stuff that, that kind of – you know, mimic our style, that kind of thing. The The negative part is when they feel like that's all we're good at. That's all we can do. But for the most part, no, I embrace it. Oh, okay. How about you, Miss Angel? Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm, I'm okay. yes and no because if you look at, like, statistics in the NFL and NBA, it's predominantly black. So you would think, okay, they're genetically – we're more genetic, genetically athletic than others. But mm-hmm. then I look at, like, Michael Jordan's sons. They're not really all that great. Mm-hmm. They're not in the NBA. So then you have LeBron James' son, who's very talented. So I'm kind of uh, yes and no on that, on that, if there's any truth okay. to that. I don't know if there's truth, but I know there's price. Um, to play soccer and other sports like hockey, it's rather expensive. Football and basketball is one of the few things you can just show up and do, and you don't need much. Right. Right. Agree. Yeah. Tell that little kid I agree. I agree. <laughs> Are you you, back, you I, can I hear him in the background. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. Tell him I agree. You should do better. Do better. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, uh-huh. so, Miss Angela, I'm going to throw this question out to you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, all I was gonna say is I think like with the like Michael Jordan's kids and stuff, um, it's not many. Like if you look at it, there are a lot of players that that follow in their father's or mother's footsteps in, in sports. But then there's the expectation, especially of playing behind somebody as great as Michael Jordan. You know, level right. of expectation is so is so high. But like what you said makes a lot of sense as well too, because not everybody just because you built like a a, a middle linebacker or whatever doesn't mean that you're good at it. So. <laughs> right, right. So I definitely agree with what you're saying. I just wanted to add on to it. All right, all right, all right. So this is from Miss Angela. If this scenario is not true, how do you 
why do you feel we need to discuss it? Well, I think I think it needs to be discussed as far as maybe changing the narrative to it. Um, not forcing like little black boys or girls to be athletic because if you look at these like NBA, like I'm a huge NBA fan, so I'm gonna just be using this example all throughout. But if you look at the NBA teams, majority of their owners are white billionaires, right? Exactly. So then you have these then you have these black men working under these white billionaires. So they're kind of like yep. under their control. If you look at, I think it was either James Harden or Kyrie Irving, they got in trouble for going out to a birthday party and got fined for it. Like, so I think, I think we need to change the narrative a little bit and start teaching kids to strive to be more than just athletes. Yeah. Be the owner. Mm. Yeah. Be yep. the owner. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I agree with that, too. Oh, oh, man. All right, so it, it's so funny that we're, we're not in controlling spots that we should be because of the dominance we have in esports. Not just, you know, the the one thing that saddens me, I don't watch the combine. I mean, to me, that looked like a straight-up slave auction. <laughs> have any of y'all ever watched? It, it really does. I am but, guilty. Guilty as charged, so I watched the combine. I mean, you have to. Now I can't anymore because now I feel shameful. Thank you, Mike, for making me feel shame. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, that's a mic is for you. You're welcome. Yeah. However, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it, it is. It, it's like, man, we're we're more than just putting butts in the seat. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're very. We should have more coaches. We we gotta we gotta break in with just the coaching. We can't even get a coaching. We right. can't get enough coaches in these sports. Um, right. to let alone, and it's still the good old boy league where these owners are only hiring people like them. So until we can, mm-hmm. I almost wish we would build our own. I wish we had our own league. So okay, really show them. And I, and I love the fact that HBCUs are finally getting the attention and will get the attention that it needs to, to be bigger yeah. than the power five schools sooner or later. So that's coming. Very dope. Very dope. All right, Miss Angela, since you are the lady on the fence and you're awesome, 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 why do so many athletes of color dominate in sports? Um, I think, just to piggyback off what I said earlier, I think they might be uh, forced into it, sort of. I think um, it appears that, you know, like, Families strive for their kids to be athletes, and I'm not. I'm not going front because I'm guilty of this too. I always tell my husband, if we have a son and he's six five, so my husband is tall. We putting him in a, a, any kind of basketball club, anything like that. But you know, I have to change. I have to really get out of that. You know, in 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 teach him or you know get him to strive for something more. So I think yeah. I think as parents, as aunties and uncles, is it's important for us, like I said earlier, to just strive for something else. Like you, like uh, Mike said, mm. be the owner, you know. Yeah. Or be, you know, yep. be in poli- uh, politics or something that can actually change the country and, and get us moving in the right direction. Something like that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I like right that. Right on. Go ahead and talk um, about that one, brother Mike. Uh, all right. Uh, basically, same thing that she said. Um, that Angela said. I like the fact that this new generation of athletes that are coming in are so much more entrepreneurs. They're so much much (laughs) more in control of who they are. Like even Kyrie Irving, you know, he really wants to do more 
than just be a basketball player. LeBron James, you know, like he's owning all these different, you know, avenues as far as movies and, and uh, uh, Lord knows what all the other stuff that he's in. You know, LeBron wears so many caps. And it's, it's just the fact that I think we're moving into the right direction. It's just not fast enough for me. So um, mm-hmm. as far as ownership, um, should we probably only got, in just the NBA, we probably only got, what, two, three, three NBA majority owners? Who knows? True. Like, we true, should really true. know them, and they should be at the forefront, not just like Chris Paul, right. the head of the uh, president of basketball operations, something like that. Uh, right. But it, 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 it's we have so much, so much more far to go, but we came so far. You know what I mean? So I'm 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 excited for what's coming. So that that's pretty much where I'm at with it. I, I'm I'm excited. All right. And now I got the $100,000 question, and I want both of you guys to answer this. I've been saving this one for a rainy day, and right. um, now I'm going to let you guys have it. Okay, because <clears throat> we are adults here, right? Right? We all adults I here? believe so. Right. I, I, some, sometimes I can't. <laughs> she said it's been the one day. Got it. One time. <laughs> okay, so here's the whole my beer moment, because this okay. is one of the questions I personally wrote. Why not embrace this instead of trying to explain to people who don't care or understand? Mm. Why don't we just lean into it and be who we are? That is my question. And we're going to go with ladies first this time. Why not lean into it and be who we are? Well, I honestly feel like we kind of already are embracing it just by the statistics alone, like more and more – um, regardless of what people, what you may um, tell your son or your daughter, if they really want to, if they're looking at LeBron James right now or KD and they like, you know, that's my role model, like that's what they're going to strive for. So mm-hmm. we, we can't really, I mean, I feel like we already are embracing it because more and more people are, um, you know, with the statistics, more there's more black people in the league and in the NFL than there are of other races. So I think I think we, we are embracing it, and I just yep. think, um, like you've been saying all night, we can do more to yes. get ourselves in those higher positions. Yeah. Yep. How about you, Brother Mike? Oh, she took all my son here, which is cool. <laughs> no, it was great, though. Um, we do um, we do embrace it. Like, I, I opened the show and said, man, I embrace it, right? But at the same time, we are so much more than that. And, like, as soon as we wrap mm-hmm. our heads around, like, how much more we can have, how much more power we actually have, I think we'll, we'll be so much better for it, you know. Um, right. Like, it, I, I'll just give a quick example about, like, last year in the bubble when they decided not to play a game. Cause they couldn't have that go on more than one or, or two days because, you know, how much money they're, they're, they would be losing. So imagine if we created right. our own. You know, I I mean, God, Lee. So look, the, the, like the world is ours. The world is ours, literally. Especially in, yeah. in sports and entertainment and anything else that we set our minds to. It already just shows that once we invade, we take over. So that's right. how I feel about it. Yeah. I will add one more thing, right? What you if got? Martin Luther King had a forty foot jumper, or um. He'd probably be jump. remember better. <laughs> <laughs> if he was doing something right and he had a 40-foot J or Cornell West could, like, want a four-flat, I'd probably think we'd embrace him a little more. Because people, we're, I want to say that we are generally visual people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd be like, oh, snap, Cornell West is reading a book. Great, I can read a book. But yeah. everybody can't do what they're doing. 
so their feats of strength is almost like Herculean, if you will. So I will say that. And it probably came out horribly, yeah. but that's the way I feel. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> oh, man. Let Cornell West dunk, let, let Cornell West dunk on somebody. I promise you, he will have a million likes. And they're listening to anything oh, you can see the fro just flying in the wind like Dr. J. Yes. Oh, yeah. Take off on the free throw line? Yes. That'd be great. Yeah, it, it would have to. <laughs> okay. Now that I've told you, um, don't get hate mail. This is going to be great. Um, Money Mike, <laughs> please tell the people how they can reach you. What's up, everybody? You can follow me on Instagram. I am underscore one Mike. You can follow me on the show that. Hey, first of all, I'm so happy to be employed and working for and it's, it's a dream job. <laughs> that he said what radio that my bad. That he said what oh, radio pain. network. Okay. Yeah. Huh? I did it. And then on top of that, man, um, I'm on every social media site you can think of. I'm even on Black Planet. But uh make sure you follow me. Check out we got we got so much to come in the future. Um, me, RG, and Simply Bree, Monday nights, 8 p.m. Check us out. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Miss Angela, my friend, my digital mentor, and lighting, you are next. <laughs> I am Angie Roll, and I'm the founder of Love Inspiry, and um, we just help couples overcome relationship adversity, teach women how to get and maintain a relationship. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm now on TikTok at Love in yep. 3, and, yeah, hit us up. We'll be happy to help you with any kind of relationship issue. Very good. Very good. I thank you two for coming to the party. Um, Bree, you got you. work to do. You got some more people to book. I'm trying to get all the people on Bree's show, just so she know. I'm sure she's happy <laughs> that I'm booking her more people as we're on the show. She'll surely, like, thank me and give me a big hug for all the hard work and dedication I'm doing. Thanks, Bree. I don't think I could, I don't think I could say no. <laughs> it might be I in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but I love this. Uh, I appreciate y'all, man. You too, Angie. Thanks so much. Thank you. Enjoy y'all too. All right, fam. I will talk to you guys later. All right. All right. All right. All right, man. We are cooking tonight, buddy. I'm so glad I'm here. All right. Let's do a little more housekeeping. Um, my engineer is putting me to work. So, you, if you love this, you need to come check us out on July 10th, which is a Saturday, from 10 o'clock to 8.30. We have a new edition of Rugged and Raw, and it is called, titled, excuse me, Good, Bad, and Ugly About Marriage. Feel free to check in. I know I will um, be there myself. It's going to be interesting. So, remember, Saturday, July 10th, from 8, excuse me, 7, 7 o'clock to 8.30, the brand new Rugged and Raw, Good, Bad, and Ugly of Marriage. Make sure you are there. That is important. And, um, of course, you come back to the He Said What Network to actually partake in the festivities. All right. So, now that, um, now that we've gotten that bit of housekeeping out the way, Let's go to our next team. We have Miss Reed. How you doing, ma'am? Hello. Hey, how you been? I'm good, RG. How are you? Oh, I'm cooking tonight. Um, you know, just um, you are. making things happen. You are. 
<laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have Mr. Ty J. Pratt. Hopefully I'm saying that right. If I'm not, please forgive me. Yes, you do. Uh, you're saying it right. Um, how's everybody doing? How are you, Ty? Doing well. Doing well. I'm well. I'm well. Doing well. Right on, right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up. Okay, you guys have, like, a huge topic, all right? So the topic is black people are educationally ignorant and lazy. Mm-hmm. That's our topic. Okay. Today. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got you know, I, I know, I know. We got I'll, the right people for the job. Okay, yeah, so this, let's this go. Is, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, I was about to say, this is my topic. This is through and through. Like, I'm literally, like, I, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You ready for you, RG? <laughs> okay. Well, since our brother has the expertise in said um, conversations, I will ask you the first question there, sir. Okay. Is there any truth to this scenario? That we are educated, uh, educated, inclined. Actually, no, that is a false statement. Uh, I just want to roughly just go through a couple of scenarios real quick. Please. First of all, our Please. whole entire genetic makeup it is embedded. There's a lot of topics that you was bringing up from the why black men is scared to commit or afraid to commit or have issues with commitment to the whole athletic aspect of it or being intimidated. Now. I don't know if you're familiar with the Willie Lynch letters. Um, that actually talks yeah. about, you know, yeah. predate of slavery on how to make a slave. And it goes mm. back to how to separate and divide a black yeah. community from within the household from making the men, or sorry, the black women look at the black men be crucified, chastised, and be brutal into the women to psychologically break them down to not depend on the black men. And that's coming from the early 1800s. Now, we have the 1800s from that whole entire generation into now we have a, like, a actual genetic um, makeup that's wired embedded into us and wired to not think to rely on the black men. Now, that's one Mm -hmm. aspect. Now, for my uh, a psychological aspect, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Francis Summers. He is, or he was the first black psychologist in his time. He was actually born in December 7, 1895. So in, in that time frame that he was named the father of black psychology, and he de- dedicated his life on unraveling and teaching the world on how black people, in a sense, think. They do think differently than any other race. So basically to sum up your question, is black people intellectually you know, inclined? No, we're not. <laughs> we are highly educated. Um, I myself is highly educated. Um, it's just a simple fact that the, the ones that are highly educated go overlooked. Mm. Dang, dang. <laughs> Anything to add, Ms. Rick? That's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. We got the right guy for this one. You want to add anything? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you I don't know how you follow up with the um you know the women of dun
it's just like um, Ty just said, with society, they try to is to breed ignorance, ignorance and laziness through the system, like public assistance, mm. right? And then you have the school system. You go to school, you know, they have you in districts, different different zip codes, you know, for your education. You know, so it's it's pretty much set up that way to look like we are lazy and ignorant. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Bob, I, I would say to actually jump on that too, for the education system, there is actual data insights and proof that in the black community, there's not a high expectation for our black young kids to be successful. Right. They already had it in their head that they will be certain type of ways, depending on what district or even class that you win. You don't even get the funding or the help that you are looking for because exactly. you are in in a certain district because of your color. Exactly. But if you are in the same district as a different race, you might get, you know, more help because you are looked at as a prospect to go further right. in life versus being a black person in in the in the district or in the education field that you already looked at low standard. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's man cooking. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna jump we're gonna jump into it. Okay, because I'm gonna skip the next question because we already know that's not true. But is a formal college education the only way to show or measure intelligence? No. <laughs> Not even no. that. That to me, no. that's outdated, <laughs> and that's that's a false statement. Yeah, bring it down, brother. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay. I know you know. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> so, I mean, there's this basically seven different types to learn. So that that just means that, in a sense of you, as I'm I'm, I'm talking to you, brother. If if you excel and more in the audio aspect of learning, and I, I learn more of visual learning, does it mean that you're smarter than me? No, it just means that you learn better in one aspect than me. But if we are put into a school system with the standardized test to say, like, I'm going to test you one way and see how smart you are and only go based off that, the majority of people will fail because a lot of people don't learn the same type way. Myself, I'm a, exactly. I'm a visual and an audio learner. I excel mm. in them two aspects. Not saying that I can't learn it other ways, but you, if you show me something, automatically I get it instantly. Secondary, if I hear something, I get it secondary. So that's my two aspects of it. Now, the traditional way of learning, to me, that always been outdated. That It, it means nothing. Like, And for people that's listening, I do apologize for saying this right here. But remembering facts and dates in school means nothing in our actual um, time of learning how to be a person. Absolutely. I can read a book and read about Christopher Columbus. What is that going to do for me when I grow up and be a man in society? It, it, It does nothing for me. I can remember facts. I can remember dates. I can remember anything in a book. But is this going to help me to be productive in my actual everyday field. So the school system doesn't teach, and this is just me personally just saying out of turn, they don't teach you what you need to be taught. And for me as an entrepreneur, 
I feel like the the school district or the school um, system failed me as an entrepreneur. They didn't feed into me. They tried to take from me until I found, like, I to be honest, I don't need you. I just need the paper that you give me so I can use it in corporate America. Mm. Great. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ty, you are breaking it down. So, okay. So I would say the same. I'm piggybacking off a of tie. No, because you have a lot of successful millionaires that have not finished high school or college. So that means that. That's automatically not true, okay? You have Oprah Winfrey, okay? She was in college, but when she got successful, she fell out before she got successful and then went back. You have Mm Jay-Z. He never finished high school, okay? Mm -hmm. You have um, T.D. Jakes, okay? Mm -hmm. So you, you have a few... You know, you have uh, millionaires that have not fin- have gotten this society's education, you know. And then just, just to say that they um, make it so, okay, when we get out of high school, okay, say that. When we get out of high school, okay, college, that's money that most times we don't have. We don't know too much about grants and this and that and the other. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of that stuff plays into it. But to say that we need to have society's education to be uh, magic with intelligence, to um, be millionaires, you know, you got genius that uh, didn't even finish high school. And a funny thing, when I was doing my research, this is how the system plays with your mind. So I go in and I'm looking like for black millionaires, like without uh, education, high school, college, right? So mm-hmm. first I just did um, just millionaires, right? So you right. get all these white people, right? You got the Bill Gates, the Mark. <laughs> Back in the the jail, you know the um, Steve Jobs, you know those people, right? I said, like, okay, I know it's some black folks. We got money, you know. So mm-hmm. I put in black, okay. Like we always have to specify something. So I put in black the same way, and guess what? I only mm. got like two or three blacks, but here you go with the white people. <laughs> So what are you trying to say to my brain, like, okay, white people, you are so smart. You do not need education. There's only a few of you black people, y'all need to stay in school. You know, it's it's just like society has it where they just want us to feel like we're so, you know, like, we're, we're pretty much like uh, the bad, everything of black is bad. We don't know this. We don't do this. We're lazy. We this, we that. Everything of the negative that they put out there. Wow. And like Ty said, that, that Lily, um, the, say it again, Ty, the, uh, the lynch, 
That guy, uh, how to create, how to create a slave, yeah, yeah. Is, is embedded in us, you know what I'm saying? And then society plays on it with everything that they can get to throw at us, mm-hmm. you know? But wow. no, I don't agree with that. Man, man, I got two more great questions, and dang it, I'm up against the time. Bree, you need to give me more time. I need room to work, people, because I got some very good questions. Damn. All right, so that's that's a moderator frustration because, man, you guys cooking. All right, we will start with Mr. Ty J. Pratt. Please Mm -hmm. tell the people how they can follow you. Well, you can follow me on all social media. Uh, I make it very simple, very easy. You can just go straight to my website. That is www.tyreekjpratt. That is T-Y-R-E-K-J-Pratt, dot com, And that will tilt you out to every social media, TikTok. Um, uh, we got uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Uh, we got Spotify, we got Anchor. It filters you out to everything, and it shows you all my businesses of what I do. So please hit me up and follow me. Right on, right on. How about you, Ree? How can we find you? <laughs> well, I'm going to say again, right? <laughs> I do find <laughs> I do have an Instagram page that I don't keep up, so I'm so sorry, which is Rejam no, Life. apologetic about who you okay. are. But I am the PR of uh, He Said What Network Radio.com, so you can find me there. Send me a message there. Um, I'm a self published com. <laughs> right. There you have it. So, yeah, that's me. What's the name of your book? Thank you. Huh? What's the name of your book? The name of, What's the name of your book? The name of, huh? What's the name, What's the name of, of my book? book? The, name, the name of my book is uh, The Liar's Den, Cheating a Rude Awakening. Okay. So okay. Um, is yeah. it available for sale? No, it will be later on this year. All right, I think you guys were probably going to hit the phone lines because I'm sure phone lines are cooking and people want to ask you guys questions. So anybody who wants to hang on the lines, please, that'd be awesome. Um, do we have any callers, Mr. and Miss Engineer? Um, actually, I uh, – hey, guys, this is Simply Bree. Um, hey, Bree. Hey, um, we don't have any calls just yet, you guys. The phone number is 515-602-9647. If you are listening, uh, you can um, go ahead and call in that number and press the number one. That way we will know that you want to come up and say something. Also, um, Mm -hmm. our guests that were just on, um, Ray, we're going to go ahead and bring them back up, Ray and Ty. Um, Angela is also still on, so we'll go ahead and bring Angela up as well to see if she wants to address any questions um, or statements that were made in any of the previous topics 
I actually made some notes, um, and um, I can't remember who had this topic. I want to say it was D, um, D and C in regards to mm-hmm. um, intimidation um, yeah. and the fact that we don't hear black men claim that they're intimidated. What's very interesting to me is that I don't think men, black men, just men, period. I don't think that they verbalize it. It's all in their actions. It comes out in their insecurities. So it was interesting um, because when I I had Steve on the show before, a couple of months ago, I was dating a guy who I don't even know why I was dating him. I must have been bored or something. Um, He was completely out. I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. Like, I must have been bored. Like, there was no way in hell that you would it just wouldn't. Anyways, so okay. he okay. had listened okay. for the show, Breeze. Save for the show. He had listened to. He was listening to one of the shows while I was engineering it, and and he felt some type of way afterwards. Like he thought that I was flirting with the guest, and I'm like, wait. First of all, I keep business, business. Like so. That that itself created um, uh, a bad vibe for me. Like, okay, so if you see me having conversations with males on the show, is them flirting with me or me flirting with them? You're in for a rude awakening. Like, and, and it just went hand in hand with the whole intimidation. Like he he knew he knew he wasn't on the right level. Um, so that that's just that. But anyways, um, what do you not bragging, Bree? It's good to no, no, I'm not. Brag about I'm, I'm like the humblest <laughs> humble pie you will find in the store. So I know I'm um, the TV. That's what I do. <laughs> in regards to the sports topic, um, very interesting <laughs> that um, when it comes to genetics, likes and genetics, why does it have to be genetics? And that's why we're just good at what we do. Like genetics, really, mm. they help, but they don't do it all because. I actually did some research. You know I'm good at researching. I did some research on athletes, mm-hmm. black athletes who are in the top, like, household names, who also have a degree. So mm. if anybody who is in school or has been to school, and Ty, I'm pretty sure you know hands down, it's really hard to go to school and complete it to the point where you get a degree and do something else at the same time, something like sports. So, like, people like yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. I, I would have to say, I, I would have to say this, like, there's there's a lot of data uh, for the black community for genetics, um, but I would definitely encourage everybody to read the Willem uh, Link's letters. The only reason why I say that is, our ancestors, who we are today, is the the result of them. Like, I mean, everything that we study and everything that we see now is because of what happened in, you know, years, like, prior. We're talking about 1700s, 1800s. Like, our line, if if you track back, or track back your lineage to your, basically where you came from, you will find out that there was a lot of um, splicing of the genes, and mm-hmm. that's what made, you know, the black community thrive and not for nothing, like, that's what they needed. They needed strong workers, so they would genetically breed strong uh-huh. people to produce strong offspring. 
And that's right. offsprings, you know, with DNA keeps traveling throughout our whole entire time. Now, do genetic play a big part into being a athlete? No, but it definitely gives you a hand up on certain things that makes you great. I mean, not for nothing. Like I'm black, but I'm not a great basketball player. I'm just going to be honest. Uh-huh. Like, so that's not in my DNA. My in my DNA, and what I gather is intellect. Like I thrive in intellect and football. I'm nasty at football. Like I I can dominate a football field, but you put me on a basketball field, I suck at basketball. And and like the whole stereotype that all black men are good at basketball. That's a lie. Like I suck yeah. at basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I'm 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 gonna keep it real. Like I suck at basketball, but you put a football in my hand, that came natural. Like that was something that I just it just literally I took to that. And then education, like books and just pretty much philosophy and scholars, like I took to that. Like that came easy. Information came easy. I I actually talk about how I retain information a lot better than my counterparts, and sometimes I got to catch myself and saying, like, school was easy for me. Like, I didn't have to apply myself to school because it was just reading about things that somebody else already did. That's not that right. hard. But I had to I had to remember it's not that hard for me. Like, right. I can read a book and retain the information and then spit back what you want me to spit back. It's not that hard. But, right. again, like I said, I got to remember that's for me. That comes right. to me for me. Right. Somebody and else might have a difficulty on education or on football. Right. So someone – now, keep in mind, we're talking about athletes. We're talking about people like Shaquille O'Neal. Like, what I was saying was Shaquille O'Neal, um, yeah, he's – you know, everybody knows who Shaquille O'Neal is. He also – he has an MBA. He has a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Venus Williams, she has an associate's degree. Cam Newton, he has a degree in sociology as well as his own Cam Newton Foundation. Raymond Green, he has a degree in communications as well. So it's like, don't just make it look like we're just good at sports, but everything else. Exactly, exactly. We can do any and everything that you put in front of us. And sometimes, guess what? You don't put it in front of us, we'll make a path to get to it. That's just how we do it. So, RJ, you say you did have two more questions at the end with uh, Ty and Reese. So why don't you just go ahead and ask those questions to us, um, and anyone that's listening that wants to join in can give us a call. Oh, man, I am so <laughs> glad you gave me the link. All right. <laughs> I can't wait for this answer. This is going to be great. Okay. So for now, my esteemed panel, I got a panel now. All right. So why does it seem like society is trying to hide the truth of our intelligence? I'm just going to put it right there in the middle. I'm going to let y'all scrap it out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not for nothing. Whoever owns, uh, owns the education owns the power. Like, just think about the school system. Like, we get kids at a very early age and, like, shape them and mold them to believe or make them believe what we want them to believe. Now, you tell our black kids that, yo, we was kings and queens and we was powerful beyond measure. Like, we was in, like we build things. We was engineers. We was doctors. We was lawyers. We were scholars. That put a different mindset in somebody said that, like, yeah, I could be great. I can do something. 
But if you keep telling yeah. them that, yeah, you were just a slave, then you will have that slave mentality, and you will only be a right. slave. Mm-hmm. You will right. only move, think, right. and walk as a slave. Um, for myself, um, I, I can only use me for example. The education system tried to do that, but I kind of laughed at them. Like, you know, there's always two sides to a story. Like, it's nice that you're telling me this, but let me figure out what's the real truth. And, again, I know that's me. I know I took that on, but I feel like whoever owns the education owns the power. So to try to keep us under wraps, I mean, that's – just, just, just think about if we are united and just really believe. And I mean, everybody across the board really believe that you can be whatever you put your mind to. What exactly. field that we can't dominate? Like we can dominate right. any field, and it's and it's it's proven. Like we are dominating mm-hmm. any field that we go into. We are dominating it. So to try mm-hmm. to keep suppressing us and try to keep pushing us down, like they don't want to lose their title. And what they think exactly. that exactly. Exactly. I will say this: imagery is everything, right? And I'll I'll use myself as a prime example. I grew up watching a different world, and I always thought about going to college. But having the imagery of that show actually cemented it in my head. I know it sounds silly. I knew I was smart enough to go to college, but until I actually seen people like me in college, it didn't seem realistic. And I think it's the people who control the information, the narrative, the media. And that's why it's so important that we do make sure we're showing our own images. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. expressing ourselves to show what we can yeah. do. Of so, course. That's just my little nugget. And it made me think about that as we were kicking it. And also, I'll say, um, as far as, like, going back to, like, history, like, right now, okay, you're talk, they're talking about Tulsa, right, the Black Wall Street. You know, mm-hmm. if we learn stuff like that about ourselves, like, coming up, it's no it's no stopping, but you suppress with that negative, like, we can't learn, we're dumb, we're ignorant, we're this and that. But you have folks that will, we, we, we have to learn that, uh we're not going to be included in everything. Stop trying to be included in everything. We're power. We're powerful by ourselves if we get the 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 fair chance to say. You know uh, what I'm saying? And basically, it seems like we're just going to have to take it. You know, uh, like yeah. something taken from us because Black Wall Street. We got our black folks doing everything, minding their own goddamn business like usual, uh-huh. and then here you come because you mad. Cause we ain't dealing with you, and it's always something started with your women. We, you know, our black men somehow always want your women. And just like, uh, if you look at that movie, uh, what is it? I just had it in my head. Rosewood. There's another one there. I can never forget that white man sitting on that porch, looking at the black folks going about their business. And say, Ooh, look at them. I wish I had what they had. Like. How do they get there? Word. You know what I mean? And it's always, yeah. if we if we learn, they got a system and a game. Once we learn the game, they change the rules. Yeah. Right. Perfect example. That's a perfect example of this election that just happened down here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. So once we get a foot on something and get leeway, then they want to change up shit and like right in front of our faces. 
Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Y'all ain't doing that. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we, it, it's just so much of society and that psychological thing that you, you if it's repetitive, then it gets there. Have you ever listened to, like, a, a new record come on, a new song come on the radio? You'd be like, mm. Oh, that don't even sound. I don't like that. But let them keep playing it for two weeks and you hear it. Now you now you humming the tune. Yeah, the jingle. Yeah, true that. I want to switch it up a bit because we had somebody inbox me. Um, one of our um esteemed panelists um they didn't get to make a comment on black men and their commitment, and I wanted to see if they wanted to chime in real quick. I think yeah, you should definitely bring that topic back around. Because yeah. that was a hot topic. And um so, um is is the um person in our chat currently? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Yeah, because I thought about you are like the relationship expert. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. I am the worst host no, ever. I... Now I gotta do push ups. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had a I had a um a thought on this and black men not being able to commit. I think we women, we have to understand that there are stages to relationships. Nobody just starts out 100% committed. It's levels to it. And this is where we, as women, mess up. You know, we meet a man, and then, boom, we're ready to get married, and all of a sudden we're so in love. And then when it doesn't work out, that's when women women run around saying, oh, he can't commit, or he's this, or he's that. Well, the thing is, the question is, were y'all in a committed relationship, or were y'all just in the dating period? Because there's a difference. And I think people have to understand that difference. So, like I said, I think it's just a matter of understanding where you are at in the relationship stage and then going from there not forcing it and letting it flow organically. And also when you are in that committed relationship for men, it's important that men be honest and consistent because women appreciate that. Like if you, if you, if you want to have multiple women, let her, let the sister know so she can make that, that decision for herself. So I think it's just a matter of understanding like the stages and women getting educated on commitment and that. So yeah, that's what I had to say. Hold on, I gotta say this, Angie. I I think you was a fly on my wall because <laughs> this morning I literally was talking to one of my other hosts and I was telling her about the episode that I had on He Said What and it was the only one that got people fired up and it was based on why do men not tell women that they wanna date multiple women? Mm-hmm. And, and here you go, and you go ahead and say it. it's like, yeah, that 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 right there is the number one thing that will either make or break any type of situation. Oops, sorry, right. any type of situation. Like if you're not forthcoming with what it is that you want, especially if you know that it's not a popular answer, guess what? Right. A woman will respect you more. If yes. you were honest yep. up front versus leading her down the rabbit trail, knowing that you right. exactly. want to talk to other chicks, yep. just say it because she may want to talk to other dudes. So what's the problem? Right, like, and then well, you know. And then, and then you never know because she really may be down with the, you know, with, with everything. But, but because you lied about it, now she's in her feelings about you lying about it and not being honest. So it's just better just to be honest off the rip. 
May I chime in on this one real quick? Um, um, I I love what y'all are saying, and I I really believe that, and this is just my belief, that men don't want to date multiple women. Um, Uh I do believe that most men don't know what they want, Uh so they try to find Mm. what they want and, and trying to, you know, single out what they want, but I will be honest, like, I mean, where I'm at in my lifetime, like, I I have my share of trying to figure out what I want and, you know, trying to do the dating thing and, like, going back and forth. And it never was like, okay, I want to play you or, like, trying to be dishonest. It's just at that time, mentally, I knew what I thought I wanted, but then when I got it, right. it wasn't what it looked like, so I had to find something else. Now, there's a difference between a man and a boy. I can be mm-hmm. honest. At the, at that time in my uh, my life, I was a boy. I couldn't mm-hmm. articulate what I wanted, and I didn't know how to say it because it was never taught to me to say like, "Hey, you know what? I'm not really feeling you. You know, I I want to move on." It was taught to me through social media and everything else to be that player, and then just mm-hmm. you know be out. But as I grew mm-hmm. up as a man and realized like you have to be vocal, you have to be honest. I'm and again I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest. Most men on this planet can't handle multiple women's attitude. So uh, to say that they want multiple <laughs> women, like you must be like a god to handle multiple women's emotions. Uh, Just one alone is enough. So to have multiple, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah. Women, and I think it goes both ways, too, because women don't know what they want either. Well, most, some of them. Yeah. So that's why they're, yeah. they're in and out of relationships and, and, and all dog, and all men are dogs and, you know, yeah. like that. So, yeah. 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 I definitely think it goes both ways. Yeah. Man. I agree. Oh, man, this is dope. <laughs> okay, so then now can we, can we also... Um, revisit the topic on um, intimidation. Mm, please do. Um, that was, uh, do black oh, men get intimidated uh, by black women? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the gentleman said it perfectly. Um, it's the difference yep. between boys and and men. Mm-hmm. Boys, yes, yeah, they get intimidated. Men. Mm-hmm don't get intimidated. So it kind of depends on their class that you talk about. If you talk about boys, boys don't know what they want. Of course they're going to get intimidated by whatever they're afraid of. But a man that knows what he wants and knows what he brings to the table and appreciates a woman's value and what she brings to the table, not money, not cars, not, no, like yeah. what he can, what she can add to him and to make him better to better the relationship that's important, but as in do a do overall do men get intimidated by black uh, women? I, I I can be honest, I don't think so. I think boys do. Men, no. Yeah, yeah I agree with Ty. I don't think <laughs> men do either. I don't think men get intimidated by women. No, a man. Yeah, because yes. you have to can't a boy, yes. see a woman as competition in any sense, like. She is not your competition at all. Right. Exactly. A real right. man is going to uplift. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yep. yep. Encourage all that stuff, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I will say this though, as I as I wish you guys say it, we bring up these things real man, but there's no manual to being a dude. <laughs> Just like there's no manual to being a woman. So usually you're learning this stuff on the job. So sometimes uh, I get a little cringy when we condemn people for what they don't know. Because only only people I'm dunking on is the people who actively seek to mislead people and make them feel like crap. But I can't dunk right. on the person for not knowing. And, uh-huh, no, right. and they don't have the resources to find out. So that, right. that's, I have to say keep that in mind as we say these things. Because, hell, right. I know what the hell I was. I was 27 before I even thought about marriage. <laughs> right. you know, I went all over the place, yeah. but I ain't know. You know, there's no manual. I had a pops. I had a mom, dad, in before the street lights. But until you get out there, you only have theory <laughs> on how these but things see, work. That, you know? that, that right there, I, I agree to disagree. I think for the most part, regardless of who you are, just common sense. Like, I mean, as me being like a young man back in the day, like, I, I can say, like, yeah, I didn't actually be the nice guy, but I know in the back of my mind what I was doing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know what was right. I know what was wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. was I man enough to, like, speak on it? But, like, you know, I shouldn't do this? No, it's just I didn't care. I had a boy mindset. Like, I didn't care because I was a child. But not saying that I wasn't, you know, properly taught. Like, I mean, certain things are just common sense. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you you definitely want people to be treated as you want to be treated back. So to not say that, you know, we don't know, I don't, I, don't, I can't say I agree with that. It's more about well, no, no. you actually want to so apply what you know. Yeah. I agree. Um, what I was saying is that's why I said I had the preference, like, we know some people who actually seek these things, and we know some people who are honestly just not educated in these matters. So that's why I had to put the little line between there. You know what I mean, if you go out knowing what you're doing, then, hey, it, it, whatever befalls you, dead. You know, but if you're actively trying to learn and you just happen to find yourself in a position where you're breaking heart, yeah, you might yeah. learn real quick. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it, too, is being compassionate because some people, just the way they grew up, they really don't know. Yeah. If what they mm-hmm. if what they saw growing up, that's just what they know. Like so when they go out right. and they see somebody right. else doing something else, that's weird to them. So I think it's if I, right. I agree with both of y'all, I understand where both of y'all are coming from, but yeah. it's, it's about being compassionate at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Like what do you mean you hold hands? Don't right. hold hands, you know. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> right. Agreed, agreed. Man, man, so much good time. Time is flying, man. You know, we're all way up to dang near an hour and a half. Yeah. Man, man, man. Yeah. Time is flying. So, so any, you got any pouting words? Go well, we have one other person listening. If um, you want to chime in, go ahead and press the number one, and that way I'll know whether or not you want to come up um, before we wrap it up. So we got, like, two minutes left. So um, Yeah. We want to get yeah, everybody's go, flavor. Go through everybody and... Um, you know, you guys shout out where they can find you. What? Oh, well, starting with what? me? Okay. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find me on um, all social media platforms, underscore Simply Bree, or just Google Simply Bree. And that's that. And um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Royal Games, a.k.a. RG from Simply Sports. I'm at um, 
rgames.i. You can also catch me on Mondays on Simply Sports with one mic and RG. And um, I'm all over the place in social space, so get at me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, you can find me. I'm um, Tyreek. Like I said before, on any platform, just type in my name. Uh, make it easier. Um, you can just go to my website. That's www.tyreekjprat.com, and you can find me on all social media. Game, game, game. All right. Um, Bree, any part yes, of words, my friend? Angela, want to give your... I'm Angie. I'm the founder of Love Inspiree. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Love Inspiree. We'll be happy to help you with anything relationship. All right. Okay. Um, and we, uh, you can just find me at info at he said what network work dot com. <laughs> That's my girl. That's right. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And uh, come back next month and we'll have another topic. Until then, bye-bye.